Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Visiting, or you're new, or you weren't here at the end of the last month when we began to talk about this, we have these things that we want everyone to have. Is, does everybody have one of these? I'm going to have the ushers just be ready. I think we do, but in case you don't, just lift your hand real quick. And we'll make sure that anybody that doesn't have one gets one of these. And a piece of paper that I'll explain in a second. And uh, we, we're, we're going to be very purposeful this year. Amen? Uh, and very purposeful in this fast. And so uh, I, I didn't just cuss, by the way. Amen? Amen? Amen. For some people, fasting is a cuss word. It's, 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 it's difficult. Amen. So there's still some hands raised. Ushers, several actually. We got anybody on this side? Okay. And um, what we want you to do is, you don't have to write on these today, but this is a reminder, keep it in your Bible, um, that we're, we're, we're focused this year. And, and remember, as a fellowship, as Pastor Mario was alluding to, don't forget, we talk about it a lot because we're a big team. Amen? We have a big team. Our team is worldwide, and our church is worldwide. And, and, and the cool thing about this is, is we're starting today a 21-day of fasting and praying. Okay, and I want to ask you a question. If I told you this morning, well, let me ask you this first. I know you've been lots of, asked lots of questions. How many of you on this side like guarantees? Like guarantees, like guarantee, like it's it can't fail. Anybody over here like guarantees? When you buy something, you like a guarantee, right, or a warranty that if it breaks, you can take it back and get a new one. I want to give you a guarantee this morning, and I can say it with absolute, total faith, don't have to worry, don't have to uh, think it won't happen. I guarantee you this morning that if you participate in this prayer and fasting of 21 days, you will see something miraculous happen in your life. Amen. I can guarantee you that. Okay, so if you like guarantees, get on board with this. Start with this today. This is going to be laying the groundwork, and, and listen, this is important. I didn't say this in the first service. As much, because Jesse at the end of the service prayed and he said something that was very important. He said, he said sometimes in his past, he's been here for quite a while now, and this is all of us can be guilty of this, is you go through the fast because we know we're supposed to do it and, and we participate because everybody's doing it, and, but, but you don't have the right attitude and you're not focused on it. And so the results you get out of this praying and fasting is totally dependent on your attitude. Totally. Just like Pastor Mario said with the offering, it, God says, if you're not going to give to me with a loving heart, if you're going to give with a grudging heart, just keep it. If you're not going to do this fast, focused, if you're not going to come in believing that God can speak to you and he can do miraculous things, don't do it. Don't waste your time. But if you will do this fast with the right attitude and the right heart, I promise you, God will show you things you've never seen before. I can tell you that we've only been in, we're only 11 hours in from this day, and I can already feel the, a different anointing. I can already feel in my spirit uh, how powerful this is going to be. And, and that's what happens when you begin to pray and fast. It, is an, it takes you to another level. Amen? And if you have never experienced that, then I'm challenging you this morning to prepare your minds and hearts. Really take notes on this message. Really write some things down. I've never preached this message before. I was telling Pastor Mario, you know, when you've been preached for 27 years, it, you've preached a lot of messages. And there are times when I preach messages that I've preached before. 
But I've never preached this message before, and, and the Lord gave it to me, and I really believe it's going to be powerful for us. If you'll take these principles that I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three things this morning, and you'll begin to apply them. I promise you, I guarantee you, at the end of these 21 days, at the end of this year, you're going to look back, and you're going to say, man, that was powerful. Okay? So I want to challenge you on that. I'm going to keep this up all month, and I want to talk this morning, the title's right there, The Miraculous Power of Fasting. Okay, the miraculous power of fasting. The truth is a lot of people have never fasted. The truth is a lot of people have never uh, really done something like this. And, and I'm thankful this morning as Pastor Paul is coming next Sunday from our home church in Colorado Springs, that Pastor Merrill said he'll be with us. I'm thankful for Pastor Paul because for all the years that I've been saved, I've done a lot of fasting. I have fasted every year. I've done different fasts and, and at different times. And there's been times in my life where I've fasted at least once a day, one, one day a week and, and for the ministry and, and different things like But I've never had done a 21-day fast before. And this is going into our third year. Just to give you some background for anybody that doesn't know. As a church and as a fellowship, we're going into our third year of doing two fasts a year that are 21 days long. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on some of these things, but some people might say, man, that's a long time. 21 days is a long time. But you know what? There's something about 21 days. It's a fact that they tell, they'll tell you that anything you do for 21 days forms a habit. And so there's something symbolic and supernatural and powerful about doing it for 21 days. And so I'm excited because I had never done it in the last two years. A lot of the fruit that we have seen in our church... A lot of the miracles, a lot of the, of the healings, a lot of the breakthroughs have come because of these fasts. And, and how many, I do want to ask you this, how many have seen that have participated in the last two years? You have seen some results from these pray, prayer and fastings. Amen. Look around and see those hands. That's to motivate you. There, there are results. And so I want to get into this and I want to show you some things and show you how powerful it is. Um, when people pray and fast, like we're going to do, there's an increase of activity in the spiritual realm there's an increase it's it, it, it's like I said it's, it's another level of, of power that we experience okay now we're gonna start off in 2nd Chronicles seven fourteen, and I want to give you two verses that give us direction this morning for this fast okay everything we do is biblical we follow a biblical pattern and we do things because God's Word says it this is probably the most powerful verse. I read it Wednesday night, and by the way, if you weren't here, we had a powerful prayer meeting Wednesday night, amen? We had a great turnout. This altar was full, and, and we had an, an awesome start to the new year, amen, starting it in prayer, and there was no better way we could have started it, amen, than in prayer. And so we started with this verse, and it says, if my people, how many are God's people this morning, who are called by my name, now this is key, will humble themselves humble themselves what that says is God I need your help is anybody in here need God's help I know I do this is saying if they'll if, if they'll realize I need God's help then then he says and pray and seek my face that's important seek his face and, and turn from their wicked ways that's a spirit of repentance being sorry for what I'm doing here's the promise Here's the guarantee. Then I will hear from heaven. He did not say, I might hear from heaven, or maybe I'll hear from heaven. He said, I will. Amen? He said, I will hear from heaven, and I will for forgive their sins and heal their land. How many know it's a powerful promise? 
But we have to do our part. We have to humble ourselves. We have to pray. We have to seek his face. We have to repent. We've got to get some things in our lives right, get some things out of the way, and we're going to get into that in a minute. And God promises us that he'll heal our land. He promises that he'll, he'll do a mighty thing in us. And so that's why we're doing this fast, because he said if we do it, he'll answer. Now the second one is, is an attitude that Daniel has, but before we read that, I want to give you a quote this morning that I've had all week and I think it's so powerful. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. Let me say that again, because we're all guilty of this. All of us. Say all of us. Me too, say it. Some of you say all of us and you're like them. <laughs> me too. We're all guilty of this. We are all guilty of facing a problem, and instead of talking to God about it, instead of going to prayer about it, we talk about the situation, or we talk to somebody else about it, or we go ask for help somewhere else, but rarely do we go to prayer as a first response. You know what that'd be like? That'd be like calling your friend, okay? And this, this did happen to me one time in my life, and it was an interesting time. But that'd be like calling your friend if someone, and, and, and a, a bad accident happens. Instead of picking up 911 and calling the ambulance, you call a friend. Right? The ambulance is what you need. You need response. You need a first, that's why they call them first responders. Can you imagine seeing a horrible accident and calling a friend to tell somebody, hey, horrible accident happened. It's not going to get anything fixed right? Unless the situation is what happened in Los Cuadros in Costa Rica a bunch of years ago when Pastor Miguel, who's still pastoring there today, was getting, the church was getting shot up during service, and right before service, and I'm in the prayer room, and I get a call from Pastor Miguel, and I hear gunshots in the background of the phone. He called me to pray with him instead of calling the police. Now, that's a good time to do that, amen? And the reason is, is because the police take forever over there to get there. So he knew he was better off calling me to go to the Lord with him than to call the police, okay? But how many get what I'm saying? We got to go to God, so he should be, prayer should be our first response instead of a last resort. What would happen to some of these guys that are in jail this morning that are praying because they're in jail, if they'd have, if they'd have, if they'd have prayed to God first before they did what they did to put him in jail? Instead of a last resort. What if people would pray to God first before their marriage gets destroyed? Right? Pray to God first before all the financial problems come. And so prayer has got to be something that we do first. Now look at Daniel 9 verse 3. He said, Then I set my face towards the Lord, God, to make request. Okay, so he's saying, this is what we're doing with this 21-day fast. We are setting a date. We are setting a time. We are setting these three weeks apart for this fast, and we are, we are making it a part of our schedule. Is anybody else like me that if you don't make an appointment, you don't do something? Is there anybody else here like that? If you don't make an appointment, if you don't put it on your calendar, if you don't set a time, it's not going to happen. Think this morning if we'd all said, hey, tomorrow Sunday, show up whenever you want. People showed up all during the day for church, right? We'd have people, uh, some, I think some, some people at the 9 o'clock service did that. <laughs> 9 o'clock was really low this morning. We do have a lot of sick people, though. How many get what I'm saying? Set an appointment. And so if I don't set an appointment, I, I went over this on Friday with discipleship with the guys. If I don't set an appointment to pray every morning, I'm not going to pray. I can't put prayer off till the evening. 
Or I can't put prayer off till lunch because I'm not going to do it. I've got to get up and I've got to set a time and I've got to set a place and I've got to get with God and spend time with Him. If I don't do that, I'm not going to do it. So if we don't set this time apart to pray and fast, you know what we'll do? All year long, we'll say, I'll fast one of these days. I'll pray one of these days. I'll get serious with God one of these days. Come on, am I talking to anybody real in here? I'm not, I'm not condemning you. I'm just telling you how we think. And so Daniel said, I set my face. He says, I've made a decision. I've got to resolve that I'm going to pray. And I'm going to have supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And that's all an attitude. Don't get caught up in that. Or what in the world sackcloth and ashes means? It's humility. It's brokenness. But he's saying praying and supplications and fasting. I set aside a time to do these things. Now I want you to write down this morning three things. And we're just going to start with number one. Three things that are very important to understand that fasting does. I want to give you three things fasting does. Okay, and if you really listen to this this morning, this is going to help you tremendously. Okay, three things that fast. Now there are many more than three, but these are three things that I really feel the Lord wanted me to share. Number one, you cannot fast without getting closer to God. Number one, it will draw you closer to the Lord. Okay? Praying and fasting will draw you closer to the Lord. You don't ever spend time with somebody doing something and draw further apart from them. You always get closer to somebody by being with them. Okay? And so what happens is, how many are busy here this morning? How many live busy lives? If you don't raise your hand, you're alive. Everybody's busy. We're all busy. We're all very busy. Very busy. Some busy more than us, but we're all busy. And so we're busy. We have lots of things going on in our lives. And what happens is, is even things like jobs, work, and food, the eating, and, and things we do that are necessary, every time we're eating food, or every time we're working, or every time we're doing a hobby, or, or on social media, or whatever, that time that we're doing that is taking away from time spent with God. Okay, how many are with me? And so when a prayer and a fasting comes, I begin to say, I'm going to be more deliberate about praying and fasting, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to, I, I can't stop going to work, but I'm gonna, I'm, and I can't stop um, uh, doing the things that I have to do, but for example, with food, instead of eating my meal, instead of eating food, I can pray. I can set that aside. I can, I can pray instead of eating food. Okay, and so we're going we're gonna to get into, uh, real quick, just for a minute, a few ideas, just so you have this and I don't forget it, of, of how, do I, how do I fast? What, what kind of way can I fast? And here's the answer, however the Holy Spirit leads you. That's how you should fast. Now, there are ways that I'm going to give you some ideas and some examples, because some people have never fasted before, they don't have any idea, and I'm going to give you some ideas so you have something to go by. But the bottom line is, if I were to stand up here this morning and say, this is the fast we're doing, okay? We're all, for example, we're all going to go 21 days with no food. Okay, you're just going to drink water for the next 21 days. First and foremost, 99% of us, myself included, aren't going to make it. Might as well just pull the casket in, amen? But you get what I'm saying, right? We're not going to make it. We're not going to do it, especially if you've never fasted. Some people haven't fasted a day. And, and what we do is we get emotional and we get excited and we come to church and we go, oh man, I, I set my eyes on you, Lord. And then we get that, that worship song hits us and then we get to the altar and we say, Lord, I'm, going, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not eating until February. <laughs> I mean, we're excited. We're in the moment. And before the prayer even ends, your stomach starts turning. <laughs> right? And you start smelling things. But you're going to go 21 days without eating. 
And that's what we do. We try to do things that we can't do. We try to set standards we can't do. Same thing when someone said, someone's going to leave here this morning and say, Lord, starting tomorrow, I'm, I'm in this tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for an hour every day. But you've never prayed 10 minutes. I got news for you. You're going to fail. Not because God doesn't want you to pray for an hour, but because you haven't done 10 minutes yet. So set up some realistic uh, expectations for yourself. And, and begin to see what God can do. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have goals, but I'm just saying, don't, don't set yourself up to fail. Okay? Get yourself to where you're, you're doing some things you can do. Now, so, some people <clears throat> will, start, will start, for example, by saying, I'll miss a meal. Every single day of this 21 days, I'm going to miss one meal. I'll, I'll choose a meal. Now, here's the important thing. If you, don't li- if you don't eat breakfast, I know people that don't eat breakfast at all. They, and so you can't say, well, I'm going to fast breakfast during this fast. <laughs> so it looks good, right? You're talking, everybody's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm fasting breakfast. And, and, and they, they don't know breakfast is not important to you. But God does, right? So if you want this to be beneficial and you want to be successful and you want to do it with some, some results, then you need to pick the meal that you love the most, whether it's breakfast or lunch or dinner or all three. Okay, maybe they're all equal, okay? But how many get what I'm saying? You pick a meal. That's the way to start. You could say for 21 days, I'm going to fast a meal. You could say, um, and I do this a lot in mine, different times. You could say, I'm, I'm going to go 24 hours, I'm gonna, or I'm going to go uh, from the sun up to sundown. I'm not going to eat all day till the sun goes down, or vice versa, or uh, I'm going to go 24 hours. I'm going to eat a meal, I'm not going to eat again 24 hours. Or I'm going to go three days, and then I'm going to eat, and then I'm going to go three days, whatever. The, all those things are based on how you do it, but the key is your attitude. Your attitude determines your altitude in this. If you do it with the right attitude and you do it with the heart of every day, I'm going to do something. I'm going to set something aside. God will begin to work in you. Okay? Another thing that's very popular is what's called the Daniel Fast. A Daniel Fast is, is what I'm doing with Carla. I will add in. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. I will add in. I don't do this every time. It's been a while since I've done a Daniel Fast, actually. But I'll add in the 24-hour thing I just mentioned. I might add in two or three days. But I'm going to do a Daniel Fast, which means I'm not going to touch for the next 21 days any meat or any sweets. And if anybody knows me, that's, that's big. Sweets. So no sweets for 21 days. So that's, that's what I'm doing. But everybody needs to do what the Lord is showing you to do. And I, I'll get into that a little more in some other messages. But that, that's kind of the attitude. And then, and then here's one, just, just for all you smiling faces out there. Some of us and some of you need to fast social media. Hear that? Y'all hear that? A pin just dropped. Woo-hoo-hoo. I had the same nerve in the first service, but there's more people in this one. Some of you need to fast social media. Okay, and I'm, I'm working on a whole message about that. The dangers of social media. Okay, some of y'all turned me off just now. So the first thing fasting does, it draws us closer to God. Joel chapter 2, verse two, 12 says this. Therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. Okay, fasting turns us to God more than anything else. Turn to me with all your heart. And he says, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. When was the last time we prayed and cried in our, in our, in our prayers? When was the last time we weeped for the lost? When was the last time we really felt, uh, you know, something like that in our spirit when we were praying? 
And so he's saying, turn to me with all your heart. And so this drawing closer to God, fasting will draw you closer to God. Because every time you don't eat or you don't look at social media or you do whatever the Lord's telling you to do, you are, you are saying to the devil and to God, I'm serious about this, Lord. I want to get closer to you. I want to I hear your, boy, your voice more. Here's another one, James 4, verse 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Now, this doesn't mean that God leaves you because the Bible says Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. But how many know we leave him? He's always there. He's always wanting to spend time with us, but we're busy. And so he just just stays being God. You are still God, the song says. And and then when we get time, we come and he's he's waiting for us. He's like, hey, he never says to us, I'm busy. Sorry, I'm busy. You know, I was waiting for you for the last three days. You didn't talk to me, so I'm busy. Come back next week. God doesn't do that to us, thank God. He says you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Okay? But we've got to make the first move. We've got to move towards God. Praying and fasting does that. It draws us closer to God. And then look here. Cleanse your hands. Some of us need to cleanse our hands this morning. Amen a lot with the sickness going around. Physically, okay? But spiritually, he's saying, cleanse your hands. What are your hands doing? And, and purify your hearts. Or sorry, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Say, I'm a, I'm a sinner. Tell the person next to you, you're a sinner. And you need Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Some of y'all didn't say that you need Jesus parts. Some of y'all are mean. You looked at that person next to you and said, you're a sinner. And you did not say that you need Jesus part. Y'all are mean, man. Y'all need to start praying and fasting. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Look at the person next to you and say, you're double-minded. And you need Jesus. Amen. But this is an attitude, right? Uh, we're not double-minded? Yeah, we are. We're not sinners? Yeah, we are. We, we have to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I, I need help. I can't do this by myself. I'm a sinner. I'm double-minded. I'm, I'm a hypocrite. Right? Isn't that what the world says today, that I don't want to go to church because it's full of a bunch of hypocrites? Right? We're all hypocrites. We all do things that are hypocritical. Not on purpose necessarily, but we do. We're sinners. We're double-minded. And he says, cleanse yourself from that stuff, and then I'll draw near to you. So the most important thing that happens in a a time of praying and fasting is that we draw closer to God. And you will begin to hear his voice like you've never heard before. It's an amazing thing. You'll, you'll feel more sensitivity to his voice. How many want that? You'll feel, you'll feel an authority when you're speaking to somebody about the Lord. When you're passing out a track. When you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. Number two. Okay, so number one is fasting and praying draws us closer to God. Number two. This is the meat of the message right here. This is the key. If you don't get anything else, get, get number two. Number two, helps us discipline our flesh. Praying and fasting helps us discipline the temple. How many need to discipline your flesh? Just waiting for everybody to put their hands up. Because if you think you don't need to discipline your flesh, you're double-minded. And you're a sinner. And you need Jesus. Amen. We do. We, we, we need help. We, we've, we've got a flesh problem. And if you don't think that's the case, let me come hang out with you for a day. Let me, you come hang out with me for a day. Let's, let's, let's watch how, how we live our lives. Let's, let's watch as we start this fast and, 
and we, st we say, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get on social media, but your hand automatically goes to grab your phone. Because that's programmed to do that now. Right? Oh, I just hit a nerve there, didn't I? Right? See, we, but we, we don't have a problem with our flesh, do we, at all? Right? So, or, 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 or put some food in front of you, right, that you really like, your favorite food. And see where you're at. See, the, the, we need help. Now, I'm going to go over some really awesome verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Here's the attitude we've got to have towards this flesh thing. Okay? Why we pray and fast. These are reasons why we pray and fast. Now, how many ever played sports? Let me see your hand. Any kind of sports. Now, I might, I might disagree with you on what you consider sports, but how many, how many, how many played sports? Amen? All right. How many ever played kind of like seri a little more serious sports? Maybe, in, maybe varsity in high school or some college or anything like that. Maybe, maybe prof whatever, professionally. You got, got to that level where you had what's called the preseason. Everybody remember that? I didn't just cuss. Amen? But if you're an athlete, I did, right? Preseason's horrible. But how many know you cannot have a good season without a preseason? Preseason is like this fast. Fasting is like preseason. It's where you begin to prepare your flesh and your spirit for what God wants to do in your life this year. Preseason's a lot of running, and it's a lot of sprinting, and it's a lot of preparation, and it's a lot of getting up early, and it's a lot of sweating. And I can see on some of y'all's faces, you've done preseason like me. Amen? It's horrible. It's not fun. But the results are. When you get to the fourth quarter of the game, you get further along in the season, everybody else is tired and you're feeling good because you spent time in preseason. See, about, about June or May or June of this year, some of y'all are going to be missing out on the blessings of God because you didn't put the time in right now in this praying and fasting while others are going to be seeing the blessings of God because they put the time in right now in this praying and fasting. Did you catch that? We're going to be in the fourth quarter of the first half of the year, and some are going to be fainting and falling and depressed and mad and sad, and others are going to be walking in victory because they spent some time in prayer during these 21 days. And they took this serious. And then we start another one in the middle of the year. Two a year. It's crazy. We're crazy. All athletes are disciplined in their training. Now, I'm doing this in the New Living Translation because it really makes it clear. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for what? An eternal prize. So, he says, I run with purpose in every step. Okay? So, he says, I'm not just shadow boxing. I'm not just, I'm not just swinging to swing. So, if you're, this is Paul saying, don't fast just to fast. Fast with a purpose. Fast with, with some faith. Fast with, with some, some, some uh, ideas and beliefs that God's going to do something amazing. Don't just fast. Don't just, don't just say, well, I did it. But do it with a purpose, okay? So he's saying this is important. I discipline, here's the key. I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear after preaching to others, I might also be disqualified. So how many see here that God is telling us that we have to get a hold of this body. We have to get a hold of this mind. We have to get a hold of our flesh. Praying and fasting does that. When you get to that place where you're hungry and you start feeling like you want to eat, you have to tell your body, I'm not eating, I'm fasting. When your body or your mind starts saying, man, I haven't looked at, at Instagram for three minutes, you tell your mind, you can go all day. Did y'all catch that? Three minutes? Wait till I give you the stats when I do this message. Social media is dangerous. 
Just throwing that in there. Okay? Why y'all get so quiet when I talk about that? Okay, next verse. Acts 20. This is, this is fasting and praying helps you discipline your flesh. Acts 20, 24. None of these things move me. This is key. But none of these things move me. Let's hold right there for a second. Paul says, but none of these things move me. God wants you to get, we'll keep, we'll keep reading this. Uh, let me read it and I'll come back. Leave it up. I'll read it and we'll come back to it. He says, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish the race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Let's go back up to the first sentence. He says, none of these things move me. You know what that means to me? Nothing has control over me. Nothing dominates me. What do, we, what do we talk about all the time with things that are material, things that are, that are a car, a house, or things you like? You, you can have things if things don't have you. You can, you can look at social media if social media doesn't have you. You can, you can eat certain foods if those foods don't have you. You can do certain things if those things don't have you. Okay? So you get what I'm saying? Following that? And so he, he wants us to get to a place in praying and fasting where we can find out. Because as Casey said, we were talking about that in discipleship on Friday morning, that, 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 that adversity reveals your character. So a fast is going to reveal your character. You're going to find out how much you like food, or you're going to find out how much you like social media, or you're going to find out how much you like whatever it is that the Lord's telling you, hey, I want you to pull back on that and spend some time with me. I want you to cut that out. I want you to, I want you to show me that that doesn't dominate you. Okay? Right? That's good stuff. Like I, we, me, Carl and I were watching this uh, Shark Tank, and there was this guy on there. And, and how many of you ever watched Shark Tank? You get the guy on there, and, and they'll say, "I'm coming in, and I and I, I'm looking for a hundred thousand dollars, and I'll give you ten percent of my company." And and that you know, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, sometimes five hundred thousand. And if they say a million, all the sharks go crazy, right? Like you're crazy. You're not getting a million dollars. So this one guy came in, and he said, "I'm looking for three million dollars for ten percent of my company." And they just kind of smirked. But he was a really smart guy. He was a scientist, a doctor. He had all these PH, PHs, like a bunch of PHs. He named off all his PHs. And he was awkward, but he was smart. And he was looking, it was something that had to do with like, um, I don't even, the cad cadaver, is that how you say that word? Is that right? Cadaver, like the body. But it was like a fake one where they could operate on in schools and stuff. And it was a big time thing. And he actually ended up getting like a $185 million grant because I always look at Google and see what happened with the thing. So he made a lot of money. But he's on the program, and I'm saying this for this, and he's, he's, he's giving his spill, and they, and he, they said, don't you want to make money off this? And he, he stopped him. This is very rare in Shark Tank. And he said, he said, I'm not motivated by money. He said, money doesn't move me. He says, what moves me is helping people. He says, I, I, I don't want to do this just for money. That's not, that's not my, now if I make money, great, but that's not why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this to make money. I'm doing this because I want to help people. And, and, I, and I thought to myself, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not saying this to, 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 uh, to glorify myself or anything, but I had a thought. Because how many know we all have areas that we're doing good in and other areas we could be better in? But I, look, I, I was joking with Carla, and I, and, I, and I nudged her, and I said, I can relate to him. And she's probably thinking, yeah, right, PHs and all that. What do you mean you can relate to them? I don't know what she was thinking, but I'm like, I can relate to this guy. And you know what I said? I said, he said, he doesn't wake, I said, I don't wake up in the morning motivated to make money. 
I'm not saying that to toot my horn. In the 27 years I've been in the ministry, God's blessed me and everything, but I've never woken up to try to make money. And and that we need people to make money. Pastor Mario, go make money. Amen? Amen? All you business people, go make money. We need senders. I'm I'm a goer. I've never been a sender, and any time I've ever tried to be a sender, God stopped me. But I, I just said, I don't, that's not what moves me. I'm moved by trying to do what God wants me to do and, and, and preach the gospel. Are you following me? So that's an area where I can say, okay, I'm good on that. But God says, okay, here's some other areas you're not good on. Let me work on you on that. So I pray and fast on those things. We need to get to where we're there. None of these things move me. But I, what really matters, and I count my life dear to myself so that I can finish my race with joy. Amen? Now, let me give you one more verse. I feel like the time went really fast. Galatians chapter 5. Let's look at this real quick. Galatians chapter 5, 16 to 23. If you're taking notes. How many are still here? How many are getting something? Galatians 5, 16 to 23. Look what this says. He says, I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. How many want to be led by the Holy Spirit? If you're led by the Holy Spirit, then you're not going, and this is New Living Translation as well, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Okay, if I'm in the Spirit, I can't, I can't be spiritual and carnal at the same time. If I'm spiritual and I'm praying and I'm fasting and I'm setting myself apart and, and things don't move me, then I'm not going to fulfill the lust of my flesh. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature wants. These two forces are constantly fighting. Constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. We all have good intentions. But you know why we don't carry them out? Because our flesh wins. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He says, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. God wants us to get to a place where we're not dominated by our fleshly desires, but we're dominated by His spiritual desires. What did Jesus say in the garden? Not my will, but your will be done. He's our example. But here's what happens. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, when you allow your flesh to take you, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division. Do you realize that all those things I just mentioned, you can't do that if you're walking in the Spirit. Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, other sins like these. Now watch what this says. Let me tell you again, as I've said before, that anyone, this is key, living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we cannot be believers and be led by the flesh. That's why we have to fast. That's why we have to pray. That's why we've got to set ourselves to God and get serious because the opposite of that that God wants is this. But the Holy say, but, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and watch this, and self-control. 
I had a personal revelation a bunch of years ago. Being a Christian, being a minister of God, that self-control hit me. And I realized I can say no. Are y'all still here? This is the meat right here. I can say no. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so when we try to say, I'm just weak, you just don't know what I go through. You just don't know what I struggle with. I, listen, I don't need to. God says here that one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. When you get to the place where you say, hey, hey, this, when something's starting to move me and something's starting to take over my life, I stop and I pray. And I say, Lord, I got to get serious right now. I'm going to have to go on a fast because I, this has got to change. This is beginning to dominate my life. This is beginning to take me over. I got to stop. I got to pray. I got to get in the spirit. And we can have that. And he says, there's no law against these things. Amen? So, so number two is that it helps us define our body. No worry. Number three is quick. Number three is awesome. Here's number three. It works. Why do we pray and fast? Because it works. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. I promise you. You know, when you, when you buy something from, from a manufacturer, what's, what's always in the fine print? The only thing that's in the fine print of, of a true product that's truly guaranteed by something is that if you use it correctly. If you use that thing that they sell it for correctly and, they, and they you try to return it and they realize, okay, it was used the right way, they'll, they'll, give you, they'll return it. They'll give you your money back. But when they find out that you tried to use it for something else or you used it wrong, then you can't get your money back. God is saying, if you'll do this right, with the right attitude, if you'll draw close to me, draw near to me, if you'll, if you'll get to where you are, are dominating your flesh and your flesh is not dominating you, it's a work. And you will see things you, you can't even imagine that you'll see. The last verse you can write down is Matthew 17, 20 to 21. The Bible tells us that Jesus had his disciples come to him and they say, we've been trying to cast this demon out of this boy and it won't come out. What's wrong? Why is it not working? And the first thing he says is, first of all, because you don't believe. I mean, no, that's what keeps us from doing a lot of stuff for God. We don't believe. We don't truly believe. So he says, your unbelief. But then he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed. I have a thing, of, a jar of mustard seed in my office. You can ask me to see it anytime you want. You can't even hardly see the seeds. They're tiny. And that tree becomes huge. It really is true. He's saying, if you even have the slightest little bit of faith, I can do amazing things with you. If you line it up with my word. Okay? And he says, he says you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move say it with me it will move how many have got some mountains you need to move in your life does anybody got some mountains you need moved in your lives he says it'll move but he says he says nothing's impossible for, for me he's basically saying he says for you nothing's impossible for me but here's the key he says some things don't go out except through prayer and fasting so why do we pray and fast because there's some things you haven't seen results on and you're going to keep beating your head against the wall forever and God's saying stop beating your head against the wall and start praying and fasting and I'll do what you can't do because some things are only going to change in praying and fasting Father we thank you for your word this morning Father thank you for your anointing thank you for your presence that's in this place thank you for the attitude that we have today towards this. God, there, there's no doubt, unfortunately, some people won't take this serious. I hope that none, nobody is that person. 
but, but, but it's a fact, God, that some people just, we sit back and we listen and we don't, we don't pay attention. We're in, we're in a different place. We're not serious. We're not desperate. And, and, and they're, they're going to miss out on what you've got for them, God. But I pray for those that are here that are serious, that really want to see 2020 with clear vision, that really want to see a move of God in their lives, that are desperate for change, desperate to be used by you, that you would get a hold of us we would truly understand how powerful and miraculous praying and fasting is. Didn't say it was easy, but it's powerful and it's miraculous. And Lord, it's going to be painful for some people. This is going to be something that's difficult and it's going to, it's going to hurt for some of us because we're going to see ourselves in the mirror and we're going to see what truly drives us. We're going to see what truly moves us. But if we'll be honest and we'll humble ourselves, and we'll seek your face totally and repent of our sins, <clears throat> you'll heal us. You'll forgive us. And you'll do amazing things this year, Father. Lord, thank you for speaking to your people this morning. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for challenging us. Thank you for getting us in the position that you need us to be to start this praying and fasting, Father. And we thank you for what's going to happen this year because of it, the fruit that's going to come from it. And Father, as we close this out and we head into a time of prayer and a time of, of, of really making some decisions this morning, God, I ask that you begin to speak to the hearts of any person in this place this morning that does not know you, that is not saved, that is not born again, that does not have their passport this morning to go to heaven. How many in this place would be honest with God this morning and say, I'm not ready, I'm not saved, I'm not born again. I don't know if I, if I died today, if I would stand before God as a judge or as a savior. Truth is, we will stand before him. He'll be a judge or he'll be a savior. It's your choice. Today you can call on his name and he'll be your savior. He'll come and save you. But if you reject him, you'll stand before him someday as a judge. But today, if you want that salvation, all you gotta do is ask. All you have to do is say, Lord, I'm here. I'm ready to change. If you're here, how many would say, Pastor, would you pray for me real quick? Just lift your hand up. I need Jesus. I need Jesus to come into my life. I see your hand. I need him to change me. I need him to transform me. I need him to make me a new creation like that, like that video said. I need, a, I need a fresh start. How many more? I'm just going to wait just a moment. I need Jesus. I see your hand. God bless you. I need Jesus. I'm not leaving this place today without, it's a new year. It's a new opportunity. How many more? See, you can put your hands down. How many are here? And maybe, like last week when I mentioned the passport, I said maybe your passport, you've had, you got a passport, you believe in God, you accepted him into your life, but today, 2020, your passport's expired. You've let some things come back in. You've turned and ran away from God. You've rejected him. You don't believe maybe before today like you should, and today God's speaking to you, and he's saying, let me, let me come back in. Let me, let me take over your life again. Let me give control. Maybe you're here and you need to rededicate this morning. Would you lift your hand and just put it back down and say, that's me. I need Jesus to, to give me a new fresh start. Amen. I see your hand. Let's stand to our feet this morning real quick and let's, let's stay in the presence of the Lord because I, I really believe God's going to speak to us at the altar in just a moment. But real quick, I want to I give you the opportunity if you raised your hand. It's, it's not for embarrassment. Remember, we don't do this to embarrass you. We do it to give you the opportunity to tell everybody, I'm, I'm a believer. The 
Bible says if we confess Jesus before man, he'll confess us before his Father in heaven. But if we're ashamed of him and we deny him in front of man, he'll deny us before our Father. It's one of those things, I don't know who you are. Peter did it. Peter said, I don't know who you're talking about. Who's Jesus? He denied Jesus Christ. And by the grace of God, he was able to be restored. And three times he denied him. And how many times did Jesus ask him if he loved him? Three times. So he was restored. You have to make a public confession. You say, I don't care what anybody else in here thinks about me. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my everything. So if you raised your hand, would you do one more thing? Would you step out of your seat? So I'm making a bold statement this morning. Find like a nearest aisle and come down here and say, I'm going I'm to give Jesus my life today. Or I'm going to give Jesus back my life today. Just step out. I'm not going to beg you or, or, or prod you. Just step out. Three hands went up. I'm going to wait just a moment. I'm going to move on. Three hands went up. Amen. Come on. Praise God. Raise your hand. Come down. Bless you for being bold. Amen. Amen. Praise God. One more. Come on. Come on. Keep clapping. Let's, let's wait just a little moment. Come on. One more hand. Dedication. Rededication. Amen. Giving your life to the Lord this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We're going to say a prayer. Amen. We're going to say a prayer across this place, all of us, and then, and then we're going to open the altar, and I'm going to just give you one more direction. Uh, it's 1225. It's still early for just, just to finish this up. Let's, let's say this all together, and let's, let's, let's make this honest. It's, it's, it's what you'd say if you're standing before God. I, I still say this every day, not in a religious way like, like a vain repetition, but I, I, I make sure that the Lord knows every day, Lord, I, I, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were buried and you rose from the dead. And I believe that you ascended into heaven. And I believe you're coming back for me again. I believe that. And I want, and I want him to know that and I want myself to know I believe that. Because it's about belief. It's not about what you say. The Bible says you confess with your mouth, but you also believe in your heart. So it's both. It's a confession of your mouth, but it's a belief in your heart. How many know you can do one without the other? You can confess it without really believing it. Do you really believe he took your place? He took your place on that cross as a sinner so you could be saved. He died so you wouldn't have to die. And he resurrected from the dead so one day we can resurrect from the dead. Amen. That's why we believe that. So say it from your heart. Say it with me. Lord Jesus, I come before you this morning with a humble heart and a thankful heart that you are such a merciful God that you died on the cross for my sins while I was still a sinner. I don't deserve your grace. I don't deserve your love, but you give it to me anyways. I love you. I thank you for dying on the cross and taking my place. I believe you stayed in that grave for three days to fulfill the word of God and to fulfill prophecy. And then you miraculously and powerfully came out of that grave and defeated death so that I could live. Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life and forgive me for all my sins and wash me clean from all my unrighteousness.
Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.